0: All right, microphone check 1212. You are now tuned into the D Dame Show, brought to you by the Belligerent Sounds Network. What's going on, internets? It's your man D Dame checking in on the D Dame Show. This is the Wrestling Bubble Week 1. Week one, we're gonna take a weekly look back on um, everything that was going on in wrestling for the week. This is gonna be week one, so we're gonna try to make it through the whole, through the whole year. Even though I know some weeks is gonna be absolutely nothing going on, WWE is gonna be just completely boring. <laughs> Raw is gonna be horrible. SmackDown is gonna be horrible. It's gonna be no news, but. Knowing wrestling, there's always something going on. It's always going So, this right here is going to be a weekly feature. I'm um, trying to bring it to you by the end of the week, you know, Thursday or Friday, depending on what's going on. Depending on, you know, if I'm going to be on vacation or not for the weekend. Maybe I might get it a little early. And it should be cool, man, because we had a lot of things going on um, this past week. Unfortunately, we had a um a, we had a passing um uh, we had a, a couple of news items couple of news items um yeah 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 a lot of stuff going on and um, next week is going to be cool because I'm going to actually check out um going to actually check out Wrestle Kingdom. Wrestle Kingdom 13. So by the time I drop this wrestling bubble next week, should have a full review of Wrestle Kingdom, which is looking to be um one of the best best shows in years. Like all the matches are top notch, so I'm looking forward to that. But um, we're gonna get into this wrestling bubble week one right here this belligerent sounds network productions um the d dame show all of that good stuff we on social media at the d dame show on instagram and twitter email is the d dame show at gmail.com and we're gonna just rock 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 into the new year be sure to follow us man be sure to follow us and be sure to um interact because eventually get some guests on get some of you you guys you guys that are listening get you guys on whoever you know be a guest host a week or a little segment or whatever the case may be so just getting ready man so let's get into this wrestling bubble week one d dame yeah. yeah. Alright, alright, alright. This is the week one of the Wrestling Bubble. Um, we're going to start this week, unfortunately, with some super, super unfortunate news. Um, reporting the death um, of one of the, not even one of, the greatest, the greatest interviewer in wrestling history. Hands down. I don't think it's even, it's even a question who the greatest interviewer in wrestling history is. On January the 2nd, um, at the age of 76, um, we lost Mean Gene Oakland. Mean Gene Oakland. Um, I think he had a he had a fall back in his house back in December. Um, his son said that he suffered like multiple injuries, including like some rib injuries and stuff like that. Uh, four days before he passed away, they were, he was actually admitted into a nursing home, and and then um he said he had trouble breathing. He had trouble breathing, so they had to rush him to the hospital where he ultimately passed away. Uh, he was survived by his wife and his two kids. Mean Gene is—he was like right there in the middle when I first started watching wrestling in like the mid '80s, like '86, '87. Mean Gene was like right there in the middle. He was—he was always interviewing all the wrestlers, interviewing Hulk Hogan and Andre and all of them. Like he was—he was the greatest. He was the greatest. A funny, funny guy. Even as a kid, I just realized how charismatic he was. Just great. Um, you know, some people usually wait. You know. Uh, after he passed, a lot of people, a lot of people, gonna go back and look at YouTube and look at clips of all his most famous interviews and his, you know, his funny moments. I literally I swear to you, I literally do this like every every month at least. I always go back and look at um, Mean Gene Oakland interviews and like bloopers and stuff like that. I do it all the time, all of the time, like. You know, I, I just love me. It's funny. It's so it's it's such the funniest. It's the funniest things, man. Even seeing him just like trying to be the straight man, but then you know why? While, while these wrestlers are going? These coked up wrestlers are going crazy, like Roddy Piper and Dama Morocco and, and Andre the Giant. You know, they just see them going crazy, and Mean Gene just trying to keep it straight, kind of keep a straight face. And he just sometimes he can't help it. Sometimes he busts out. He just, you see him laughing. And then the camera like pans away. The camera like pans away from him. Cause he you said he started busting out laughing. as they call it corpsing. <laughs> uh, my favorite one was is the Dr. D. Davis Schultz one. Oh my God. That shit is so hilarious. He's like, Mean Jane, I went to San Francisco and I thought I was getting a woman, but it wasn't a really a woman. And then you see me and just die laughing. Oh my God. Just hilarious, man. Hilarious motherfucker moments in wrestling. Um, uh, you know, he, he always had that voice. He kind of started out in radio back in his college days, started out in radio, and then he ended up eventually moving on to the AWA um in Minneapolis with uh, Vern Gaia in ni- nineteen seventy seven. He would occasionally here and there, he would, you know, fill in for the role of the of the ring announcer, uh Marty O'Neill. And then he ended up actually eventually just completely taking the job permanently in, like, 1979. Um, he took off on Marty O'Neill. Um He has a lot of classic, classic interviews on, even on, even back in AWA days. Um, you guys can go to YouTube, type in Mean Gene Oakland AWA. You're just going to see him just, oh, man, he's just so great. He's, like, he helped the wrestlers, like, build a character. You can see him, like, talking to um, Andre the Giant, Where I think it was Andre, I don't know if it's his first time in the territory, but, you know, he was in the territory, again, from, like, an absence. And Mean Gene just asked him, like, personal questions that otherwise he wouldn't have got across. You know, he's asking him about his shoe size and his, oh, he told told Andre to put his hand up next to his hand. So you can see that, see the size of the hands and ask, oh, so where are you from? Oh, oh, Granola. This is all in three minutes. Three fucking minutes, man. So we knew where Andre was from. We knew what sports he played. We knew what size his shoe was. We knew what size his hand was. We knew what other wrestlers he was looking to to have a a match against. All in a span of three minutes just because of Mean Gene Oakland. Basically, now, the way WWE is now, they wouldn't even go this in-depth in the characters. It would take them months to even get what Mean Gene got out of Andre the Giant in three minutes. And that's just one interview. That's just probably just one interview from, like, a random TV show. You know, he talked to them every week. It's like that's, that is the way they knew how to build characters back in the days, man. That's one thing. Um, like I said, he was amazing at that. Eventually, you know, as the story goes, AWA um, lost a lot of his major talents to um, Vince McMahon in the, in the WWF. In the mid '80s, so Mean Gene was one of those guys that came over in like um 1984. So Mean Gene came over, and he basically just continued continued the role that he was doing in um AWA, where he would he would be the the interviewer, interview the guys, you know, interviewed them in like like the little segments, interviewed them to to put it on the TV shows. Like the local spot. So, we're here in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh, mean Gene, Oakland. I have Hulk Hogan here. and Let me tell you something, Mean Gene. <laughs> you know, and stuff like that. And um, he actually got involved a lot with Hulk Hogan. I think he ended up having a couple of matches with him. They had this whole thing where Mean Gene was like training to wrestle in a tag team match with, with Hulk Hogan. And just some of the like the, the funniest, the funniest shit, man. Like, like the guy was super, super, super talented, man. He was, he was, he was amazing. Even look, and this is when like the heart of it. His time at WWF. I think he left WWF in like '93. Like this was like this is when you t- type in Mean Gene Oakland bloopers or Mean Gene Oakland funny or Mean Gene Oakland corpses. Like you're gonna see like some of the funniest the funniest shit, man, like, I found this one, um, earlier on today, where it was me and Gene, and, like, Roddy, Roddy Piper, and they started talking about, like, just very, obviously, it's old school, so they've, a lot of innuendo, they start talking about, basically, Roddy Piper's dick, and just talking about, like, could he get it up, and it was, this during the fucking show that comes on on Saturday morning, like, talking about his dick, and, could he get it up? And Roddy, was, and Roddy Piper said, yeah, I can get it up. And Gene was like, oh, yeah, sure you can. That's not what I heard. And then <laughs> you could tell they 100% ad-libbing. You could tell they 100%. He got the one with um the Iron Chic, where <laughs> Iron Chic started off like, let me tell you something, Gene, man. <laughs> you can see Minji's face like, what the fuck? And then Roddy is just going on and on. And Piper... um. Oh, Piper! Iron right. Sheep was saying somebody's name wrong, and Koppelkurs. They say he's a Koppelkursner. I mean, he's a Koppelkursner. He said, "Whatever!" <laughs> just hilarious, man. And I, like I said, with the earlier with the Hulk Hogan, he like he's the one. He's the one that really, really helped get Hulkamania out there, man. As far as like a, you know, just interviewing Hulk Hogan when he come to the to the little platform in the back and. All the stuff in the backstage, but the, let me tell you something. Mean Jeans and like Mean Jean was start talking. Hulk Hogan is here, and you see a Hogan flexing or something. Like, Oof. Just everybody. He had a funny moment with a Macho Man, where Macho Man Macho Man was pouring like candy on 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 his head, on his own head. It was like I pour this on your head, Mean Jean, and it was just so weird. And Elizabeth came in, and then and then um, Mean Jean said something about Elizabeth being beautiful. And I don't know. All the stories we hear about Piper, you kind of see Piper's demeanor change like slightly. I'm not Piper. All the stuff we hear about Randy, you hear, you see his demeanor change slightly. Once Mean Gene mentioned about Lizard being beautiful. And I don't know. It was just a little awkward. A little awkward, man. But just hilarious. A lot of funny, funny moments. Um, he stayed in WWF until 93. Um, his contract was up. So we end up joining with WCW. They were just kind of really getting it popping, um, in WCW, um, WW Saturday Night. That's where he that's where he debuted at in November of '93. Um, he had he had some good moments in WCW too. He had some really good moments. Um, he he kind of did the same job where he would interview the wrestlers. Um, you know, eventually when when Nitro were really really coming to prominence, you know, he he would he would be. They would interview the wrestlers, not only in the back, but, like, as they're walking up the ramp, you know, say after a match, and they're walking back up the ramp, and then me and Gene would come from the back, and they meet them at the top of the ramp. He's like, hold on, hold on, let me ask you, mean whatever, blah, 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 and he would, you know, question them. I think I remember him. Oh, even like when the, the 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 biggest angle, you know, in WCW history with the whole who's the third man with the NWO, um, Mean Gene came into the ring. Yeah, Mean Gene came into the ring where all the crowd was throwing all the garbage and shit in the ring, to Hulk Hogan. And Mean Gene came in the ring, yeah, which was like perfect. It was perfect to see somebody we know goes all the way back with Mean Gene, you know, all the way back to damn Minnesota days. So everybody knows, you know, everybody knows these guys go back about 16 years, Plus, 16 years in, in, in Minnesota. And then, you know, even even WCW, you know, leading up to that point, me and G would always interview Hogan. They had a, always had a good rapport. So it was interesting to, to to see that his friend, his basically his friend, like what's wrong with you type of thing, like what has God done to you, Hogan, and da 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 da, and uh, just great, man, just a great. Um, some of the, <laughs> one of the things that he was best known for at WCW was his um his hotline. I don't think I ever called this hotline because I kind of learned my lesson at this point in time because I ain't even gonna front. I'm not even gonna front. Um, I don't think my mother's listening to this right now, but. In the in the eighties, I went I went bananas. I, I was going phew, I was going crazy with the hotlines. I mean she knew somebody was doing it. I don't think she thought it was me though. I called every fucking hotline there was to call everything. I called the Easter Buddy hotline, the Santa Claus hotline, all the wrestling hotlines. I used to call even sex hotlines at the age of like eight. Like it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. And I would just be on the phone for like <laughs> for like like a half hour just oh, i can't even imagine what that phone bill was but the um WCW wrestling hotline a 9100 999900 a $1.99 the first minute 99 cents each additional minute man and you know um mean gene would get on there he would he would hawk his uh, hawk his hotline and he would kind of sensationalize what the story was and kind of gas it up like it's going to be some big thing to get you to call in I think one of the most famous ones people always talk about is he said um, a former champion died at the age of 46. So the rumor was back in the days, people thought it was um, either Ric Flair or Bob Backlund. And um, so people were calling to see the hotline, like, oh, my God, what's going on? But it ended up being um, Crusher Blackwell from AWA. So this is before the incident. You know, I don't know if people can really fully, you know, if you old as hell like me, I'm 40 years old. If you old like me, I remember the world before the incident. You know, I remember. I clearly remember the world before the internet. I remember the things that we had to do. We had to look up stuff on the, in the encyclopedias or word of mouth. <laughs> that was the only way to really get information. So if he's saying, "Oh, somebody just died," isn't you can't just go to Google and go to Wikipedia and look at their Wikipedia page to see if if, if they passed. You know, shout out to Chris Manwell. So you would have to um. You would just I don't know I like call the hotline. You would just call the hotline and 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 then see what happened. Um, so a lot of stuff like that. He was like talk about. Um, he would talk about other wrestlers and the other companies or maybe they, they contractors up and just a whole bunch of different things, man. But kind of find out Gene was actually getting a percentage from that hotline. He got thirty five percent of the um. The, of the um, hotline, the hotline revenue. So, you know, I guess he had a, every right to hawk it. You know, I, I don't know how much they was making, but pretty sure it had to be pretty decent. Um, his, he briefly left in like 96. His contract was up. So we left for a couple of months in like September. He ended up coming back in um in November. Ended up coming back in November. And then he pretty much stayed until the end of the um, WCW. Um, some of my even favorite, like I said, I looked this stuff up all of the time. Even when I like, just, I always look this stuff up. I always watch these clips of like, um, of Mean Gene Oakland throughout all of these years, man. Some of my favorite stuff from WCW was when him and the women, him and the women, um, especially when there was, um, Nancy Sullivan, you know, the the, the deceased Nancy Sullivan, RIP to her. Um, every time she would come out, I'm trying to think if she did it with Kevin when she was with Kevin Sullivan. It was more when she was definitely with Ric Flair. And every single interview, if he was interviewing her Ric Flair or somebody, and and she and, and, and she was there, she would always like start touching me and G. It was just the funniest shit, because it was so subtle. You had to really be paying attention. You see her like rubbing his chest or like rubbing his head. And, and he's like, oh, he's like, oh, 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 he's, like oh, oh, he's like trying to straighten up. So the guy's talking, and she's like, she's like staring deep into she just staring at him, staring dead into his face. And she's just like rubbing his chest, and he could tell he's he's just like, oh, oh, like mad, uncomfortable. It's it's just, it's the it's the funniest thing. And he he might even say something. To, he he was like, "Will you please stop?" <laughs> oh my god, just the funniest shit, man. But unfortunately, like I said, the, the the company came to an end, WCW. So we actually returned to the WWE in um, 2001 after the demise. Um, he was part of one of my. Probably one of my—I don't know if I ever did any kind of ranking of my favorite moments in WWE history, but the gimmick battle royal, WrestleMania 17, I love that. That shit was—it was great. Gimmick, gimmick battle royal was great. That was kind of one of the first like retro things that they did. Now they have all these retro roars and all this shit. That was this is you know this is 2001, and they did the, the gimmick battle royal with the goon and uh, Doink the clown, and it, it was cool. It was a funny, funny moment. Um, him and, him and, um, him, him. Mean Gene and Bobby Heenan did the commentary. They did the commentary for the match. Uh, it was funny. Just, 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 Mean Gene is, he's, he's great, man. He's such a great, like, straight man. He, he kind of reminds me of myself a little bit. <laughs> or so I remind me of him a little bit? I kind of, I kind of do that when I'm on my other podcast, uh, We So Classic. Um, I kind of, I kind of like, I like playing the straight guy. Like when, when one of my partners, uh, when one of, when one of them are like saying some outlandish stuff. I, I like being a straight. It's funny being a straight man. I'd be like, what the hell? Like what? Oh my god! Like oh, how could you say that? And <laughs> and, but then I'm like adding to it and shit. I'm, 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 like real subtle, but no, it's just funny, man. Me and Gene was great. Um, they started a si- a series in in WWE. Called um, Confidential in 2002, Mean Gene went on to host that. The host that um, had had a lot of good things going on on Confidential. Um, one of the most one of the most I guess eh, I don't know if it's important, but one of the most re- remembered moments on there was on Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels he he did a sit down interview with Mean Gene talking about his life and his whole career, and that's when the first time he ever admitted to having knowledge about the whole Montreal screw job thing. So that was pretty cool. And then they also did, like, a whole analysis of when Stone Cold left in um, 2002. And if you listen to Stone Cold's podcast, you will hear Stone Cold talk about this every single week about, you know, him regretting. That's the biggest regret that he that he ever had when he left. And, um, you know, Mean Gene had a whole sit-down talking about, the whole interview segment talking about why he left. And that just, I don't know, that kind of stuff just wasn't really done back then. I don't know, kind of stuff is not done now. I can't even think if, like, I don't know if like Seth Rollins just like left, just like walked off, walked off RAW and like left, like breach a contract type shit and just sat home. You know, I don't think they would even acknowledge it. They wouldn't even really talk about it like that. So just, just, just pretty cool. A lot of cool moments. Um, he got inducted into the Hall of Fame in 06 by um, Hulk Hogan, which was very, very appropriate. Um, he had his. Uh, he, he was on Legends House in 2014. Which is, it was a cool show. I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed Legends House. I was interested in seeing if they was going to have a season two um, with Legends House. And his very last appearance was um, earlier in uh, 2018 at Raw 25. He had like a little backstage interview segment with um, AJ Styles. So that was cool. But overall, like I said, mean Gene Oakland was the greatest wrestler interviewer in history. I really wish they would bring like his that type of segment back. Not just not just the robot announcer people in the back talking to the wrestlers, but have that little platform in the back or maybe somebody meets them at the stage. Somebody with some fucking personality. Like I don't know. I guess it'll never get back. WWE will never get back to that. But we got a lot of um which I'm about to talk about in a minute in the news section we have another company starting off, you know, i don't know how they're going to do it, how they're going to they're going to try to be more modern or try to be more old school or have like a combination of both, but the classic interviewer is perfect, man, you know. That's a that's a perfect scenario with the with the interviewer and getting to know people a lot better, especially for TV. So we'll see what they do, but RIP to the legend. Mr. Mean Gene Oakland, um, you know, do the things like YouTube, he'll, he will always live on, always live on. Just type in Mean Gene Oakland on YouTube, y'all. You're going to have some funny moments, man. But R.I.P. R.I.P. Um, we're going to get into this news part, the news section for the week. Like I said, this is the week one of the wrestling bubble. Um, All Elite Wrestling. All Elite Wrestling officially announced. Officially and I'm excited. I'm excited, man. All Elite Um it was um, Tony Khan. Tony Khan of the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's going to be the official head of the company, and um, some of his first some of his first orders of business was naming um, Cody Rhodes as the executive vice president, like official. Like Cody Rhodes is the executive vice president. Um, Brandy Rhodes will be the chief brand officer. So I know there was some rumors of of the young bucks what their position is gonna be, but you know I talk about that when it's official. I don't really like to, I don't really like to talk about rumors. I see a whole lot of rumors and innuendos. I like to I'm gonna just keep it to the facts. I let everybody else deal with the rumors you know, and all. I'm gonna talk about like just like facts stuff that affects. But um, so excited, so excited for all the wrestling. Decide what they're gonna do. You know, um, hopefully they can get them a a, a a good TV deal, not just a TV deal. Not not just a TV deal, <coughs> TNA, <coughs> Impact. but like a good TV, you know, a channel that people actually have at a good time slot, or if you're not going to do the of, of, official straight TV, you know, you can have, the, have your show online, which people watch online anyway. You know, most people watch stuff on the internet. A lot of the younger people. I don't know. I'm kind of from an older generation where we don't really watch, like, we don't we don't watch a regular show like on YouTube or something like that. You know, I'm i will check the YouTube stuff out, but I'd rather watch it on my television. You know, I can look at um you even, even though you can't watch YouTube on TV now, you know what I mean? Just watch an actual. Let's on Hulu or Netflix or, you know. Whatever the case may be. But I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, like I said, they get a good time slot, a good TV deal, something I can even, like, actually DVR it. And I will definitely be there 100%. I will be there every week checking them out. Um, So, big, looking forward to see what's going to happen um, with that company. And I hope, they, I hope they're heard signing up a lot of wrestlers, um, to like, even to, like, multi, multi-year contracts is what they're going to be looking to do. And just lock everybody down. And it's going to just help the industry out as a whole man just creating another place for wrestlers to go you know and I think these guys are smart man these guys know better they're not not gonna just grab up like when the WWE releases Zack Ryder you know in, a, in in a couple of months and people like that and Dolph Ziggler be going probably within the next year because he's doing absolutely nothing you know when they release these guys not necessarily just grabbing them right away just grabbing them but oh like a lot of young up-and-coming wrestlers you could throw a lot of veterans in there and just get it going, man. Like I said, you already got you already got the infrastructure. You already got Cody and the Bucks and all of these guys like right there in the middle. You already got them, and just go from there. So I'm excited. Big shout out to those dudes. Um, one more news item I really saw for the week: MLW. MLW officially signed Davy Boy Smith Jr. So, and then I think they they did like a um, a trademark for for the Heart Foundation name. So they're gonna put him with. You know, I, I think he's currently with them, but I don't think he was officially part of the roster until now. But um, they have Teddy Hart and um, Brian Pillman Jr. You know there as well and MLW. I actually ended up watching their show. Um, I think two weeks ago, I watched it two weeks ago. It was good. It was good. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, Tony Schiavone does the does the commentary, and it's something I can get into. I think I tried to watch it about a month ago, and I really I really didn't know any any of the younger wrestlers that were on there to start but I still watched it it was okay it was cool but then the next episode I watched like the last week I I knew like pretty much majority of the people on there I knew them So I was like, okay, that helps out. I mean, that helps out when you know some familiarity, especially with somebody new coming in. If it's an old wrestling fan, they see people that they know, familiar faces. So it's pretty cool. So I'm excited. I'm excited for MLW. Um, This is gonna be like 2019. This is gonna be a good, good year, man. We got WWE doing. I mean, they they do what they do. Number one company. We ain't gonna front. Um, Wrestle Kingdom, Wrestle Kingdom is actually today, it's probably going on, shit, it's going on right now as I'm recording this, um, Wrestle Kingdom is going on, I will be checking that out over the weekend, Um, so they're they, they getting it popping, Ring of Honor is locking down people, they getting it going, and you know, NWA, NWA is, is, is got a nice little buzz going on, And they actually just announced too, that was another thing they actually announced um, this week, another news item, NWA was bringing back um, what you call it, the um, Crockett Cup, the Crockett Cup, and they were actually going to be here, here in North Carolina, um, in Concord, though, I'm I'm in Raleigh, um, Concord is, like, closer to Charlotte, which is about, like, two hours away, I thought it was going to be closer, like, I was, like, auto- as soon as I heard it, I said, oh, shit, that's automatic, I'm automatically going to be there, I mean, two hours away is a, little, is a little more tricky, you know, I don't know, like, taking a day off of work or Leaving work early, I, I, you know, there's no leaving work early. I can't get there and leave work early and get there in two hours. That'd be damn near impossible, man. But I don't know. I'll see. I'll see. But um, I'm excited for that. Excited for that. I got, like, like about my whole point of that is just it's gonna be a lot of a lot of wrestling coming up. A lot of companies. We have so much more ways to consume it you know we got we got for old people like me that got to watch it on tv you got tv you got the internet you got youtube you got your fight apps and all this stuff man so it's gonna be cool it's gonna be cool very very interested in seeing how everything shakes out in 2019 all right so that's it for the news um, We're gonna hop into just real quick man uh, monday night raw and smackdown um i end up watching Watching the shows. Um show started off. Raw started off with Drew McIntyre defeating um Dolph Ziggler in a steel cage match. Um, it's actually a pretty good match, man. Is my first instinct is just fast forward as soon as, as soon as it starts. But I was like, let me check this match out. It was actually a really good match, man. Very intense. They gave Dolph Ziggler some um hope spots towards the end, but um eventually Drew McIntyre pulled out the victory very viciously by the way he was, was, was very vicious on on Dolph Ziggler very emphatically defeated Dolph Ziggler and then after the match you know after he pinned him um Dolph Ziggler was like kind of egging him on like come on that's all you got that's all you got and then he went back in the ring and he beat his ass some more he put the chair against the cage gave him a kick to the head and you know just beat his ass basically just completely jobbed him out and it's just, you know, he grabbed a mic and he, bas- he basically said that this is done. I'm done with Dolph Ziggler. Like, it's, it's over. So, I don't know where in the fuck Dolph Ziggler goes from here. I don't know. I, I still stick by Dolph Ziggler should have left two years ago when his contract was up. Two or three years ago his contract was up. I mean, I'm not going to tell another man how to get his money and what he should, you know, what he should be. But I think it's standing in wrestling would have... Because he could have left, I think, even before Cody. If not before Cody, a little bit right after Cody, when Cody was really popping, man. Dolph could have been. Zolf, Zolf, if he really cared about wrestling, You know, I don't know. You know what? Shit, Dolph Ziggler might be like Carmelo Anthony, man. Now I think about it and shit, man. They don't really care about winning. They just care about that money and shit. Because if he really wanted to win, you know, like Carmelo Anthony uh, a couple of years ago when his contract was up with the Knicks, if he really wanted to win, if he was all about winning the NBA championship, all about being on the best team possible, he he would have went to the Chicago Bulls when Derrick Rose and before he got hurt and all of these guys. I mean, he would have went to the Bulls, and the Bulls would have definitely gave the Cavs a run for their money back. Or oh, the, heat, the Heat. They gave the Heat a run for their money back then, 100%. So kind of the same thing about Dolph, man. You know, He really, really wanted to build his stock up in wrestling. He would have left. He would have left. He could have went to – Oh, my God, imagine Dolph Ziggler in, like, New Japan and, or, and, like, Ring of Honor. Like, basically everything Cody ended up doing, I think Dolph could have did that stuff, you know. Maybe not with the with the name that Cody has, you know, with the legacy and everything, but he could have had some excellent matches. He's a name, you know, a name with some value. Even though he would have changed his name, but people know who he is, and I don't know. I say all this to say, because I'm probably not going to be talking about Dolph Ziggler anytime soon on a the, on the wrestling bubble, like... Is he's he's pretty much done. But it's all about Drew. All about Drew McIntyre. I was p- paying attention to how the announcers were praising him at right after the match. They was they was like really, really, really hyping up Drew McIntyre and you could tell Vince was in the air, you know, telling him to to, to, to hype it up. And um, you know, we just talked about basically calling everybody i We Brock Lesnar out, called, you know, no not, no, not Brock Lesnar. He's basically just saying, like, he's going to be the man and he's going to enter his name into the Royal Rumble. He's the first entry into the Royal Rumble. And he said he's going to win. So it's interesting. It's interesting to see what they're going to do. Um, the next thing of, of note was the Seth Rollins and Triple H. They had, like, a little interaction in the, in the ring. I think Seth Rollins started off and then Triple H joined him out there. And um, Seth Rollins was basically, you know, he started off talking about trying to get his rematch with Dean Ambrose for the IC title. Once Triple H came out, you know he told him, which I think is great that they even put it out there. Like that shit is done. That's a, that was an easy way out with the automatic rematches when you lose your title. So that shit is done. Seems to be a wrap. So it's that's good. That's good. And then he um kind of challenged kind of challenged um Dolph's, um Seth Rollins challenged him and you know to to wait where's that where's that ruthless bastard? You know and then. And Seth Rollins had a really good promo, man. Really had some fire, some fire to his to his promo. And we're going to see what he's going to do. He ended up later on in the show, like, aggression. I don't know. He grabbed a chair and beat the shit out of everybody with a chair. But no, that don't really mean nothing to me. You know, you, you got to prove it. But I do love Seth Rollins. He is probably my... Uh, in the on the main roster, probably like definitely in my top five. Hands down, my top five in the main roster. Um love love Seth Rollins, man. I think he's one of the greatest in the world right now, actually. I think he's in the top five, period. Like greatest wrestlers in the world, man. He he's amazing. But he gotta get it together, he gotta get it back on track. Um, so we'll see where that goes. Um, what else they had? They had a fresh start battle royal, uh or as I call it, a fresh start Jabba Battle Royal where the winner would be the number one contender for the IC title. Whole bunch of jobbers in the match, man. The final four was on Kurt Hawkins, Zack Ryder, Baron Corbin and Apollo Crews. Like I said, a whole bunch of jobbers in the match. So those four, Apollo Crews end up winning. It it doesn't even matter. He when he lost to Dean Ambrose later on in the show. So just totally, totally disappointed in everything Apollo Crews is doing. Just not amusing. I'm not impressed. Like, nothing. Absolutely nothing. He got nothing going on for himself. Absolutely nothing going on for himself. He's boring. Not impressed. Not impressed one bit by this guy. Um, I'm actually going to do something on a a D-Dame show. I'm going to do something in a couple of weeks, man. Because just even from this episode of Raw and episode of SmackDown, like it's just such it's just more and more prominent that the the ceiling for these for black wrestlers, man, it's just it's just ridiculous. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. All they do is fucking smile. All they do is fucking come out with pancakes and make jokes and it's just stupid shit. Or they just have no personality, like a piece of wood, like fucking Bobby Lashley. It's 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 it's, it's, it's horrible. And that's just now. That's just the current roster. I'm going to go back and I'm probably going to go back like 30 years, 30 years all the way to the middle of the Attitude Era, 30 plus years. And just, I mean, no, no, 30 years would be in the 80s. We, we can go back to the fucking junkyard dog and just see the ceiling of black wrestlers is like, it's not a fucking it's not made up. It's not a made up thing. Like there is a ceiling. They go and hit their head on the ceiling and then they go back down. Then that's it. Period. So we're going to get into that. I say all that to say, Paulo Cruz. Not good. He's not good right now. I think he. I think he's talented guy. They're doing absolutely nothing with him. They're do not doing him any favors, even by being in this shit. I think he, he had like eight eliminations. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't even fucking matter. They couldn't even wait a week. They couldn't build a shit up for like another week. He lost to Dean Ambrose the same night. He lost to Dean Ambrose. They could have built a shit up till next week, and that could have been the main event of the show next week. I mean, come on, man. What the fuck. But anyway. Um, let me see what else I note they had. Uh, Tamina and um, Nia Jax jumped Natty behind, um, backstage and basically talked about, you know, the set up the main event for the for the show, which is which is a um, women's tag team match. Um, it was a great match. Great match. I enjoyed it. I, I enjoy everything Ronda Rousey does now. Period. Like, she she's the one, man. She's the one. But um, Nia Jax and Natty end up defeating uh, Tamina. Tamina and um, Tamina and Naya. Ronda and Natty that's like a, that's a problem I, I keep calling her Natty Ronnie Ronda Rousey and Natalya defeated Naya Jax and Tamina yeah 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 um Ronda made Tamina tap out to the armbar and like I said a great match I love I love Ronda's offense I love when the I don't know if she does it to the smaller wrestlers, but she loved doing it to Nia Jax. But she runs up her knee, she runs up her leg, and then hits up with the elbow, and then she kind of runs up her leg and then hits up with the with the knee strike. It was cool. I enjoy it, man. So pretty, like I said, pretty good match. Roll over, roll. It was okay. It was okay. You know, the show has been absolute shit recently, but this Smack, it, this roll was it was all right. It was all right. And um, on SmackDown, uh, SmackDown started off did it again like i said i'm gonna talk about on on the show about the glass ceiling i uh, yeah this glass ceiling for, for black wrestlers SmackDown started off with um new day just new day just totally embarrassing themselves embarrassing me just i'm tired of this stupid shit man biggie coming out with a fucking diaper on and with his bare feet in a bottle it's just it's not funny Maybe it's funny to 8-year-olds and shit, but 8-year-olds are not even watching the fucking show as we hear. Kids are not really watching this shit, man. Not like how they used to be. Kids are on YouTube looking at dumb, other dumb shit. They're not watching fucking wrestling, man. I'm pretty sure the majority of their revenue comes from people probably 25 to, to, 25 to 50, which is... That's probably the main crux of their... Uh, of their viewership and stuff, kids are not really watching this shit, man, it's, I mean, if you're scaring the crowd, there's kids in the crowd, but I don't think it's the same, and this New Day shit, it's just, it's just not funny, this shit wasn't funny to me, fucking three years ago, this shit wasn't funny to me, so right now, this shit is, 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 is well expired, they are wasting a talent like Big E, Big E is so good, man, Big E Big E, he, he should have been in the title pitch. Big E should be a former damn world champion by now. He should be a former U.S. champion, uh, 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 IC champion, something, man. Xavier Woods, if not 205, like, I don't know how small he is, but I can see him. He, he should have been had like an IC title run. And Kofi, same thing with Kofi, like that mid-card run, man, you know. Or just even the two of them as a tag team and let Big E do his own thing. But hopefully eventually they will finally break this fucking team up. Let them I mean, it's done. It's over. It's fucking over, man. They their matches are excellent. I ain't even gonna I'm even gonna sit there and pretend like New Day doesn't have really excellent tag team matches. Excellent. They're a really good team. But all oh, the smiling and the shucking and the jiving. I'm you know what? I was gonna say I wouldn't be surprised to see them coming out eating fried chicken. I, I'm pretty sure Big E has ate a whole bucket of fried chicken live on the show before. I'm almost positive. I've seen that before. I think they had, like, a KFC sponsor. He, he, was, he was just eating the chicken and shit, man. It's just not fucking funny. It's not funny. Hopefully, they'll get that shit together, break them up, or do whatever you got to do. They don't even got to have, a, like, a where somebody attacks somebody. Just, it's it's done. You know, they can split up amical, amicably. Amicably if that's a word, or if that's the right word, I don't know. But have them split up like that. Go their separate ways, man. Let them do their own thing. You know, let them shine on their own, man. Especially you got so many other tag teams that need to come up and that need to gel and the crowd needs to get to know them. I don't know. It is what it is, man. Get on my soapbox. Um, Samoa Joe defeated um, Jeff Hardy. Yeah, I mean whatever Just not interested <laughs> Not interested in this But that actually set up Because um, it, they, they, it was announced It was going to be a fatal five way In the main event The winner would challenge um Daniel Bryan at Royal Rumble So Samoa Joe won the match With Jeff Hardy So they added him to the fatal five way So it was AJ Styles Rey Mysterio um, Mustafa Ali Randy Borton And Samoa Joe To close out the match Um, Close out the show um, the new U.S. champion, the new the new U.S. champion Rusev, he came out to have like a little celebration and shit, man. Uh, you know, it, it was cool. It was it it was cool. It was amusing. You know, it just happened to be perfectly that it wasn't Rusev day, so that worked out really good. And um, Rusev came out. You know, him and Lana had a celebration, and you know, it, like I said, it was amusing. Talked about how he, he was doing this for the, uh, the USA and shit like that. It was cool. It was cool. He's straight, total straight babyface at this point in time. 100%. It's not even a question. Uh, he, he's even paying it to the U.S. crowd and shit, man. So, total straight babyface. Um, Nakamura came in, sneak attacked him. Um, as as uh, a <laughs> guerrilla monsoon would say, Pearl Harbor them and shit. <laughs> the eighties is so it was the worst, man. <laughs> but uh, like I said, Nakamura came in, and attacked them, and I, Nakamura looks weird to me. I don't know. I haven't really been watching like the full SmackDown shows lately, and Nakamura he falls under that curse where once you win the U.S. title, you don't defend the title on TV at all. so i never really got to see him that much recently but um like i said he he came out tacked him beat him down and um i don't know just setting up i guess a a eventual rematch um john cena came out john cena made his return looking like somebody's father he just looked weird as shit with the hair and you could tell he's he's still in shape but you could tell he's like he's a lot smaller he lost a lot of mass and he just looks weird, just looks weird, man. But, you know, the crowd the crowd still cheers for him. And I've been over John Cena for at, at least six or seven years. Totally, totally over this guy, man. I just want him to just go away. I'm not even interested if he's gone for six, seven months and then he just pops back up. I'm just not interested. Um, I swear, I ain't going to say I swear, but <sighs> I'm trying to think. If John Cena wins the Royal Rumble, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I add years ago, years ago, the first time I stopped watching wrestling is when The Rock won the Royal Rumble to set up twice in a lifetime with against John Cena. I just wasn't interested in that shit. No, I mean, no, I mean, Cena won the Royal Rumble. The Rock defeated CM Punk earlier in that show to win the title. And then Cena won the Rumble to set up twice in a lifetime. And I just, I, I just didn't watch it wrestling, period. I just stopped watching wrestling from the night after Royal Rumble until the night after WrestleMania. I didn't watch not one thing in, in um, WWE. I stopped watching WWE. Not wrestling. I stopped watching WWE. Completely stopped watching it. That's when I started watching um, Impact a lot more. And I was just... So that's kind of why I got the name, um, the wrestling bubble, because if you don't... Like, we, you know, people that... People that's if you if you even listen to this shit right now, you know, you looking up wrestling shows or you looking up wrestling podcasts or we watch shoot interviews and we go to dirt sheets and all this stuff. So we think that everybody knows about wrestling. People don't know about fucking wrestling. If you do not watch Raw SmackDown, if you if you don't look up anything on on YouTube. If you're not specifically looking for the wrestling, like you're not gonna find wrestling. You're not gonna. Nobody gives a fuck about wrestling other than wrestling fans. Nobody cares whatsoever. Nobody gives a shit. So, I had I didn't know one thing that was going on from the night after the Rumble until the night after WrestleMania, just from just not watching Raw, not watching SmackDown, not going to any dirt sheets. I had no idea what was going on. It was the craziest thing. Like, I'm like, it really is just we are in this wrestling bubble right now. We are just stuck in this fucking bubble, and we think that people care. Nobody gives a shit. Nobody cares. Nobody else cares. So, you know, I say I would have to say, if Cena wins, if Cena wins again, uh, the Royal Rumble and goes on to break Rick Frey's record at WrestleMania. I'm not gonna say I'm. Not, I'm gonna continue to watch the shows the way I watched them, but I'm just. I'm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know why I even said that shit out loud, man. I don't know that. That'd be one of my. Oh god, that'd be so fucking horrible, man. Because then you got Cena and Brian and and I guess their their you know their relationship with the with the Bellas and I don't know. Anyway, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But, like I said, Cena came out. Um, you know, he, he said somebody, uh, somebody's going to come out from the back right now and challenge me, and who's it going to be. It ended up being Becky Lynch coming out. And then, um, you know, she insulted Cena a little bit. And, you know, I don't know. The crowd didn't seem going too crazy over Becky Lynch. Not not like how I envisioned it. Like I said, because I haven't really watched SmackDown in a couple of weeks. And I'm thinking these – Stone Cold type applauses and, and and stuff for her, but I don't know. I didn't really see it. I didn't see the crowd going to going, hey, they were cheering, but it wasn't eh, wasn't over the top. But um, you know, they end up basically just talking, and then um, Selena Vega and Cien Almas came out, and that set up like a mixed tag mixed tag match for them. I love I love Andrade seeing and Almas. I think him and Vega are just. They are so so underutilized, man. They kind of remind me of even when like when Rusev, you know, that year after after he lost the Cena Mania, and then that year he just kind of floundered around. Like they were a great team, a great combination, and they just do nothing with them. And seeing is amazing. He's amazing. I don't know if Vince, Vince probably doesn't watch NXT, man, but. Like some amazing matches, and Selena Vega, she has the personality. Even though Cena almost can't, you know, even though he, uh, his English is, is, is broken, but Selena Vega can carry that team as far as the promos go, and you know, andrade. Cena almost his facials, but once he get in the ring, the, the matches are excellent, excellent matches, man. So they had the, um, like I said, a mixed tag team match. Cena and Becky ended up defeating Um Almas and Um Selena Vega ended up beating them, but um pretty solid, pretty solid. Um, Cena, it's definitely time for him to go away. You know, I, I know he'll probably end up being in the Rumble, and I don't know, we'll see. Hopefully, he don't win that shit. And uh, to close out the show, uh, AJ Styles, he actually ended up winning that um that Fatal Five Way to challenge daniel bryan at the royal rumble so that should be a good match another good match um not really sure what direction they're going in um i guess i'm assuming one of those two guys will be the champion at mania so we'll see what happens we'll see what happens man but uh that's pretty much it man for the for the first week of the year first week of 2019 um this is the week one of the wrestling bubble on the d dame show and um, just thanks, thanks for checking us out. Just keep on spreading the word, man. Or if you didn't spread the word, please just spread the. word If you like what you hear, if you don't like what you hear, if you didn't like this, you know you're free to go. It's a million other shows to listen to, a million other podcasts to listen to. You know, is what it is. But just, just, just rock with me, man. It's it's just gonna get better and better as the year, as the as the year goes on. I'm trying to give you as much content as possible. You know, like I said, a lot of wrestling stuff. Definitely get this um, New Japan review going on next week and just a lot of stuff going on. We're going to talk some NBA. We're going to talk some TV, some movies, a lot of nostalgia because I'm a very, very nostalgic dude, man. I love, I love stuff. I am trapped in the 90s, 100%. Love, you know, just love everything, man. So horror movies and might get a horror podcast, a whole lot of shit, man. Just stay tuned. Belligerent sounds network if you are interested in um having a show on belligerent sounds network maybe you got a, a idea for a podcast so just, just just hit me up man at you know at the D Dame show on Instagram and Twitter remember the it's at the D Dame show on Instagram and Twitter email is the D dame show at gmail.com and um this podcast we're on Spotify iTunes Google Play Music, CastBox, a whole bunch of different places. And that's going to be it. We're going to wrap it up right here. Week one, the wrestling bubble. Uh, that's it, man. I'm out. Thanks for checking us out. It is the January the 4th. I will be spending my weekend watching Wrestle Kingdom. And I'm excited. So that's it. I'm out, y'all. D-Dame Show. Peace.